0: Welcome to the Marketing Muse, a podcast with me, Jackson Edmonds from Newsion Media, and Mark Russell from B Micro, where we'll be talking about a few things that have piqued our interest in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so in this week's episode, we've got a look at um, some future potential future paths for Netflix. Um, we've got a look at pay to use social media and the impact that it may have on publishers and users. Um, and we have a little chat about some of the interesting events that we've been to in the last few weeks. Um, so if any of that interests you, then um, you'll enjoy this week's episode. A blog we've read, to start.
1: Yeah, a blog that I've read this week was um, Jay Bear's Top 30 Digital Marketing Blogs. So Jay Bear does Convince & Convert and um, verbal speaker all about digital marketing, social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason I found this quite useful is because last week when we were doing um, the workshop there was someone in there that asked have you got any blogs or is there any way ah. that we can keep on top of all the digital marketing and then I come across no. this a few days later. There <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> Listen to the marketing news. Right. <laughs> um, so it was and then I thought that is exactly what that guy will be getting benefit from. Um, yeah. and some of the, the blogs in there you probably familiar Buffer, you know, social media blog, buffer, great for that. Um, other ones, Content Marketing Institute, I think they're quite good. Um, all about the content marketing. Convince and convert, obviously he's plugging his own. Copy blogger, which is quite good, co-schedule there they're two good ones take Marketing, I've listened to them a few times. Uh, e-consultancy, good for the big reports. Grow, I've mentioned that one before on here, which is the mm-hmm. Mark Schaefer one. HubSpot, Ho- Hootsuite, yeah, they do good ones too. Um, some of the ones like PR Day in the News, I don't really uh, watch much of that or read. Read, write, six pixels of separation, not come across either of those. Social Media is good, that one's on there. Social Media Today as well, they compile loads of interesting up-to-date content. Uh, I think with Google, they actually do some really good long form stuff yeah, as yeah. well, which is a good, a good shot in there, um, and then a few other ones, Uber, Flip and Yext, I've never really come across those, so yeah, 30 blogs eight could probably whack into your feedly and keep up to date with the latest digital marketing trends.
0: Yeah, I've been looking for some to be f- flesh out my feedly a little bit, rather than I'm just a slight like, change of career <laughs> I've been doing the last 12 months, so yeah. Uh, more time. Um, yeah, more reading time, more read time in the office. Yeah. Pay for it. Um, yeah. What's 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 convincing? There, what's this? They do.
1: I think they're doing CRO a lot of paid mm. um, conversion optimization. So they talk a lot about social media and just general content marketing. Though that's yeah. where I come to stumble across was a lot of the um, keynotes he does is around social media, and he did a book called "Hug Your Haters." which is all about the give, give, give type thing, Mm. being really nice on social. That's basically his sort of bag. Digital marketing really a lot. Um, Talks about influencer marketing as well, probably because he kind of is in that space of uh, influential in the digital marketing sphere. Does a podcast, um, uh, email newsletter, that sort of thing.
0: Nice. Um, Mine is uh, a news story um, from The Guardian. Netflix are releasing seven hundred shows this year. Films and shows, original content. So the title is Is Nef- Netflix Plan to release seven hundred shows P T V at its most cynical? Um so the, the article's just talking about, you know, are they trying to stamp out all of the competition by just having so much content for people to watch? Um, you know, they're trying to create a monopoly in the same way that, you know, an Uber or delivery is, which, you know, it seems that it's the very in model of of mm-hmm. um sort of Silicon Valley startup where the is, not it? The, you know, the Peter Thiel, um you know the, the Competition zero to one just, is it? Yeah, you yeah. You know, it's it. it's just suck up all of the possible users and then you start making money essentially, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is where Netflix seems to be going with it. I think it's a you know what they're doing is an amazing case study really for, you know, 700 shows means there's going to be a lot of niche stuff on there yeah. and i think it's going to be an interesting case study in creating of niche content for for audiences you know creating something that maybe only half a percent of your audience are going to like but will mm. they if they're going to stick around as a as a user because of that then great um but apparently they need to double their membership to maintain that spend on new content right which is probably doable if they find a way to stop people sharing Netflix accounts, yeah, because loads of people watch are using the brothers' account or the sisters' account or the mom or dad's account, aren't they? Yeah. So they need, it, realistically, they've got to find a way to clamp clamp down on that because there's only so many English speaking people, but, and then people that would be willing to watch probably a lot of not very good Netflix content with subtitles. You know, something that you only go to or what you're for to do something that year. You really like so, yeah. It's gonna be quite difficult, I think, to, for them to maintain that pace. But you know, um, burning money is is, is, is again is, seems to be what everyone's doing. Um, but the two things that also sort of come up to for me was, for a start, people are way too quick to say something's good on Netflix. I think everyone's desperate to like find the new Stranger Things aren't being like, oh, I was watching that before anyone else. Yeah. Um, but you know. We had the dot-com crash in uh, 2000, 1999, something like that. Um, and it, it just made me think that the likes of Uber um, and Netflix burning all of this money, trying to create a monopoly. You know, what happened? Will the next dot-com crash because by them failing to do so, right. you know, at some point when they say, oh no, we've got to actually start making some money now because we're not going to get that monopoly, is that when they start cutting back, is that with the ripple that sort of causes the next, the, wave. The, the next wave of, of, of failures in, in Silicon Valley from people who are, you know. Someone told me the day that a dog walking up would release like 80 million dollars. It's like, <laughs> it's just crazy There's lot money to throw them around. So I think, for, for me anyway, that's what's probably going to cause it, is these companies are going for broke trying to get a monopoly, which is exactly a, sort of anti what they were originally set up to do, yeah. or for the purpose. And when they fail is that what's going to trigger the the next dot-com crash which then could lead into the next economic blip or crisis yeah but yeah that's just i got a lot from that it was interesting but yeah. 700 two the two news two new shows a day this year that's yeah. like nearly pretty much for, for netflix it's just it's crazy
1: not unless they figure out if they could figure out another revenue model where maybe the people that create the content then pay to be on Netflix. Mm. You see, if they could get seven hundred new shows or whatever it may be, yeah. But the people instead of Netflix going out and paying to create them, it gets to a point where they have so much market demand that people on Netflix that producers pay to be on Netflix yeah. to get in front of the, the user base. Yeah. And that could be another another form of revenue stream. Yeah. Um, so it might be, it may not be that it's just we need more paying users, as in subscribers watching. But there might be another revenue stream where it's we get more film creators paying to get in front of our um, yeah. users.
0: Yeah, and there we might be there might them. be a
1: completely different revenue stream in it. Yeah. there yeah. might be multiple revenue streams in there because yeah, there's only so much you can. There's only so many people you can get in at the top of the yeah. funnel a conversion rate and churn X, Y, Z. Yeah,
0: they're, um, I was thinking of another way for them to, oh, you said that, it's something to come to mind, and I completely forgot it now. But yeah, there's definitely a, you know, a, 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 options for them then, isn't there, to, to make some money elsewhere. Um, you know, a freemium model maybe as well, like that, their data. Must be unbelievable on like yeah, the the the, you know, the what their customers like, what their users like, and their interests. So you know that's like I think Spotify advertising is amazing, but I think radio advertising is waste of time mm-hmm. because it's the amount of data that because it's linked to Facebook as well. The amount oh, yeah, of data yeah. that they have had to target that's is brilliant. I think Netflix is that for TV. TV is getting better because it's happened too, but. Um, know, There's an option there. Is that worth them worth more? Is that worth 15 pounds a month per user to them exactly. to be able to add? Can they make you know more than their subscription fee from advertisers so that you're off the freemium model or you know the maybe off the, or the up the, 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 the fee to, to be part of. So there's, there's options for them there, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, a book we've been reading or wanted to read, um. So mine is Conspiracy, which is the new Ryan Holiday book okay, yeah. about nice. the, the Gawker Hulk Hogan trial. Yeah. Um, I, I'll share a link about uh, an interesting article I read, uh, which was an interview in the Atlantic with Ryan Holiday, and um, just about the book and stuff. Um, but it, it it's similar to what we spoke about on last time, about YouTube and why people are posting this shitty content like just like the likes of jake and logan paul and stuff yeah um and gawker particularly where like some of the stuff that they were posting about people it was very personal it was unnecessarily mean at times and um, like hands up i love deadspin <laughs> for like sports which is in, which was a gawker property before i got bought um it's a, good, like, it's a really nice sort of it doesn't take itself too seriously, or maybe it takes itself very seriously. And now you look at it, um. But yeah, this this whole story, this this Gorka you know the story, yeah, yeah like Hulk Hogan. you know Hulk Hogan had sex with his friend's wife, which got filmed by the guy. These videos got out, and Gorka basically outed them as saying this is what happened. This, you know Hulk Hogan's got a sex tape, um, and a couple of years before, they'd outed Peter Thiel, as guy. Yeah. Peter Thiel is guy, um, and he was plotting revenge on them for years, and this was the opportunity that he got. He funded Hulk Hogan, but this this is going to make a film about this one day, um, because the story is absolutely unbelievable, and I'm re- I'm looking forward to reading the book, um, but yeah, it's you know a bit of stoicism. We keep talking about stoicism, but on both sides, like why post it to start with? Why did Peter Thiel, who's a billionaire, get angry about <laughs> being out to this guy when most people already knew? Was as friends anyway, but yeah, it probably all could have been avoided by everyone being a little bit less egotistical. But um, yeah, it sounds like a crazy story. And I'm really looking forward to um uh, to having a look at it. because um, I love Ryan Holiday's stuff as well. I think he's boss.
1: Yeah, he's good. He's one he? of my
0: favorites. He's a good Twitter follow as well.
1: Yeah, I did see that he was doing an event. I think talk releasing the book, talking about it, but it was in America. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I did see seem. Uh, seem like an interesting story considering all that's gone on. Mm.
0: Yeah. There's, an interest, uh, there's another article as well about that he, he, he's been pushing it quite a lot this week a medium article by him about how it was a, 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 a real opportunity for him to, to grow as well by doing this quite unusual book for him anyway right. which is really good so I'll stick that in the, the show notes as well. Okay.
1: Um, yeah a book I've read this week it's another the introducing. I'm going to stop you talking.
0: I'm going to the talk of the graphic guides. Graphic
1: guides, the Joe Rogan podcast. It's just continually on. The
0: yeah, the somehow team. when you turn up, you still haven't got everything written down that you're going to talk
1: about. I know, uh, <laughs> Very last minute. Um, so this one was introducing capitalism. So it was all about like the history of it, how it's come to be, things that mm-hmm. have spinned off it, how it's kind of been the dominant force of today and the modern sort of commerce. And yes kind of what it looks like maybe a bit in the future. Um, But one of the uh, quotes that really kind of made me think of a few things was, every choice is a pseudo-choice. And I think it was a guy called Leo Strauss, who was a political philosopher or something like that, in the 60s or 70s. And he basically was saying that, the capitalism has brought about this thing where it doesn't matter when you believe you have free time, i.e., when we're sitting down away from work and it's our free time, we turn on Netflix, right? Yeah. We're making someone else money. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't matter what you do in your leisure time, that you believe is your own time, you're still making someone else money. And it's like, everything that we do, whether we think, like, you know, unless you kind of take yourself out to a remote village and you like live off the, the, the fields and the farm and whatever else and the things around you, then you are pretty much in this Kind of illusion of choice, which is yeah. every choice is a fake choice because you're not really choosing. It's just the way that the system is that we are productive animals, pr- yeah. creating value for someone else, even when we think this is our own valuable time. Mm-hmm. And it's just a real sort of paradox on it all. And it, it was interesting, but you know, at the same time, it kind of <laughs> you haven't really got a choice, but well. you kind of got to accept it. And,
0: Work with it. It's like supermarkets isn't it, like everyone's got a supermarket that they shop at, mm. but it'd be interesting to see how many people shop at just the closest one. Yeah. You know, your, your choice really is, like where you live is, is a perfect example, because you've got Aldi on one side of the road and then one of the traditional, bigger, you've got an Asda, so like one of the, you know, Asda, Tesco, Morrison Sainsbury's. So you, that's your choice really, mm-hmm. it's our Aldi it's are you a budget shopper or are you you gone to the big ones yeah. that's your choice because realistically you're not going to go to your next close one would be like tesco or old swan you're not going to go to old swan because you want to go to tesco right. you're just going to go to asda so you, it's yeah it's interesting yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a, it's a really horrible way to think of it isn't like literally everything that you do and it's just earning someone else's money
1: yeah i know when you look at it that way and then you think it's, it's, it's the fact that I think I understood that to a degree, but it's not when it's on your, you know, when you think it's your time and it's on your yeah. terms, <laughs> it's not really on your time or your yeah. terms. That's the thing that made you think, it's like, okay, wow. So even when I'm relaxing there and I'm thinking, you know, I love it, you know, I'm not working for
0: anyone. Mm.
1: You still yeah. essentially kind of are. Yeah. Mad. even if yeah, there's no direct link it's like there's an indirect link and yeah. that was just one of the things in the middle of the book that was just like wow that makes you think put things into perspective Um and now I've started on the psychology one so probably in the next time I to nice. finish that one and that one's really good actually it's talking a lot about Freud, he that guy's. <laughs> yeah well I've got the Freud on to read I yeah think. he oh, yeah. says some random stuff
0: I've got a list of a book a pile of books, but I uh, forward to
1: digging into that yeah it's good i I did it in two sittings. i did about i spent like one of the weekends about an hour and a bit in one one sitting and then finished on the other sitting i mean Mm -hmm. i'd like to get to a point where i can just read one and go through it all probably take about three hours or so um but it's just finding that time and i'd rather do it in one sitting because feels everything's linked onto another. You know, if you do like 10 minutes in, 10 minutes yeah, there. I mean, I know that some books that's okay, you know, if you read a chapter. Yeah. But because when this is so sort of condensed and, and a bit yeah. smaller, it feels like you could just, you just want you get to more out of it. it, it yeah. Blast it in one. Uh, but yes. Yeah, nice. That was a
0: good read. Um
1: Podcasts. Yeah, podcasts. Another Joe Rogan. Been listening to the FinTech one as well. They've had some quite good ones on. But um, the one that I did listen to with Joe Rogan was Guy Ritchie, and really, really interesting. Never really dug into too much about Guy Ritchie, um, but seen his name come up on the.
0: Floor yeah, Have I've never even seen Lockstock. Haven't you? No.
1: Oh. I'd see, I mean, I'd see, I'd seen I see it
0: films. Well, so like... Lockstock and Snatch.
1: I think I don't know if he did Cake as well, but um, yeah, I do, do like that. But he's a funny guy. Yeah. yeah, just says some. Really interesting stuff, and talks a lot about ownership, and you know the Jacko Willick stuff. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot about that. Cause I think he just read his book and was talking about you know owning what you do and what he's up to, yeah. and kind of is the way he tells a story and a lot of talk about narrative and like it, oh, yeah. uh, being oh, creative well, yeah. and you know because essentially being a film director, you know there is narratives yeah. at the core if you're going to make it successful. Um, a with that. And yeah, it was really interesting. They they too go back and forth. They talk about the jiu jitsu and stuff. And, mm-hmm. Um, Everyone's into that at the moment,
0: I remember like,
1: when you listen to again, yeah, yeah. Like, every guest, he's like black belt.
0: <laughs> yeah, seems like it's a, it's a bit of a. Bit, a yeah. There seems to be a lot of CEOs and stuff that seems to be getting yeah, into it. Also, everyone seems to be talking about it, don't they? Um, I mean, it's,
1: just, it's like, a, I think it's just a way of focusing. Yeah. I mean, it was. I think one of the things they said about it was that it's when you're fighting or grappling with someone, it's not. The other person that you're fighting with, it's you that you're fighting with, and that was quite interesting as you know knowing your strengths and your weaknesses, and and trying to I don't know balance against that, but then being physically forceful with another person. Mm-hmm. But it, you know the way to win is by knowing you, not
0: yeah.
1: being more forceful than the other person, even though it's a martial art, and I guess that's a bit interesting to, to look at. i
0: have a go with that because I'm like, storytelling such as something that I'm on at the moment. Mine is a Masters re- the one of the most recent Masters of Scale episodes and um, with Ev Williams, who um it's it's interesting because they talk a lot about fi- having an at like a core idea that you um stick to through your whole career. Right. So his was sort of connecting people with information or um Getting the getting things out for people to 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 learn and, and, and stuff and so he's blogger, Twitter, and Medium. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he was involved, launched launched blogger, was involved with Twitter, launched Medium, um. But you know we just mentioned it briefly. Then obviously like I'm quacking away from news and media or in the next couple of weeks and going back to work and um, full time, um, and he he said he, he, some some of the things that he was, he was it, it saying, really rang through at the moment. Um, uh, like if you've, if you've got a vision for something, it's, it's really important to have a vision for your business because it will keep you going when things are, things are tough. And yeah. um, so blogger actually ran out of money completely and at one time, he was the only person working at blogger. Right. Like it got funded, they had staff, they lost the money. He was working on, on his own. And then it got bought by Google. Um, well, one of the interesting things he said to me is, "It wasn't said to me." See, one <laughs> of the interesting things he said was, um, "If you know something isn't going to sort of be what you want it to be, and it'll never get to that point, then it's better to fail than not fail. Like it's better to sort of, it's better to call it quits and move away and move on to something else mm-hmm. than it is to just trundle along." not failing not succeeding but just not failing yeah um so yeah really like that's a great podcast that um yeah, yeah like yeah. some of the some of the guests he's had are unbelievable um because obviously Reid Hoffman is like a major player in Silicon Valley anyway and um, so he's got the access he's got to people and um, I've not listened to the Mark Zuckerberg one apparently that's not too good because he's very like he's got to be a bit of a politician where yeah, some yeah. of the others especially the ones that are still privately owned yeah, yeah um people are always banging on about the Brian Chesky one, which is really good and, um, but yeah, well worth the check out. So I think this is, they're on like number 21 at the moment. Okay. So it's not a huge investment to mm. just sort of pick through them. Um, but yeah, really, really good, really good. Um, there's a recent Joe Rogan podcast as well, which only mates have been talking about, which I think is a, is related to diet, um, but I've not checked it out, but it's going to be really good. Yeah. And one of the more recent ones. Um, a video we talked what we've watched, mention this to you on the way down um, but I've been watching I've been binge watching comedians in cars getting coffee which is was an online series which Jerry Seinfeld did and then Netflix has took it over so I've been binging on that big time and um, I love Seinfeld the program like Jerry Seinfeld's amazing like just um James Altucher really got me into this but I love listening to people just comedians talking about comedy right. like um, I've mentioned a couple of times I'm um, really trying to become a better storyteller. Yeah. Um It's, I'm, re- I'm doing a lot of reading and listening to storytellers a bit, and it's, you know, trying to pick some stuff up, but the way they break it down is amazing. Like, it's so intelligent and it's similar to one, you know, telling a good story, it's all about the details. Yeah. Those little details that bring a story to life. And it's amazing listening to these four because it's about the little pause the change in a, a single word or the um the, the, the way the, your body language or the, the, the emphasis that you put on a certain word makes something funny or not as funny. Um, so listen, like, I love listening to clever people talk about anything, but this is like 15 minutes episodes. It's funny anyway. Like It's a comedy program really, but you, just the stuff that you can pick up from from them um, is amazing. And it's not always comedians as well. Um, it's always people in the comedy world, and, but yes, I was watching on yesterday with the guy, the executive producer for Saturday Night Live, um, so he's a, he's in it, he's a sort of on the on the corporate side of things, I suppose. But he said something interesting about um, immigrants coming to the, coming a the country. It's like an old story. He said, um, and he said, hey, you always could, you got told that the streets were paved with gold, and when you arrive there, you find out that you find out three things. But the streets aren't paved with gold. Mm. The streets aren't paved, <laughs> and you're the one that's gonna be paved yeah. And then he said, that's, the, that's well, exactly the same as whenever you start something. Oh, yeah. And it was it was like, you know when someone, someone says something, it's like, wow, that's really good, because like, when you start a business, you think like, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. And then you get there, and you come from a company where everything is done. You come from an established company where yeah. all of these things, all of the, the foundations are there they might not be perfect, but they're there. And then you've, you you sort of like you start on your own and you're like, oh God, yeah. like, none of this stuff's here. Like I need to build all that. Um, so that was just like a little comment that he came out with yesterday, which I thought was really good, but there's, um, there's loads of in, there, in there like little tidbits of, of information and stuff so well worth it. So I said like 15, 20 minutes episodes, so I just binge them. I have it's like four series, I think, so about 80 episodes and all, but, every major comic com- 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 is on there you know ricky gervais is on one jim Kelly's on one Larry david um loads of big people so well worth checking out
1: yeah i do like seinfield it's funny and i can imagine it to be really um like you say you know the little details and they're experts in the field aren't they so mm. i can imagine that to be quite good um a video that i watched was one that i was actually on i uh, got a recording for a I, to be fair, it's because I have not watched any other videos in the last two weeks. Um, it's not self promoting because I'm not really great at that. <laughs> However, in this case, um, yeah, it was a Millennials Monday podcast, well, video podcast, it's on YouTube um, by Doris. The videos are
0: well, best of ours, by the way. The set <laughs> was, you
1: should see the setup. You walk in and it's legit setup, yeah, uh, yeah. cameras everywhere, yes. good uh, recording, really professionally done. Um, and high quality yeah so oh. yeah finding purpose in work is what it was called so there's a lot about i think they they try to talk to a lot of millennials that are either in university looking to graduate looking for their first job or yeah. people that are in their job and maybe looking for the next step um, and we just talked really about finding purpose in your work and kind of what it's like to you know have um a drive to be happy in your job but perform well and what is it that would make that possible and I kind of talked a little bit about you know doing a sort of apprenticeship, not as a a formal apprenticeship but as like a a way that you can get your head down, work, learn a lot, you know focus and then branch out into something a bit more um, on your comfort zone or a bit more that's achieving your passion and how you figure out your passion and how you figure out what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And the only way is by doing something and then realising. So a lot about that really and kind of not getting sucked into some of the stuff that you see you know whether it be on instagram or what your friends are doing and you know what's the big shiny carrot that you keep seeing that's going to pull you away from a good yeah. long amount of work and a period of learning and you know getting mentored well or getting distracted and following the new thing because you do that you're going to be following the new thing signals later or yeah. a year later so just talk about that and some guidance to maybe people looking to go into the world of work and kind of should companies be responsible for giving a passion or should it should they be responsible for igniting the passion no, mm. I always think it's more igniting it and making them realise rather than here's your passion because mm. mm. it's a bit it's a bit forced and it's not yeah. really true and authentic
0: yeah I was going to mention this because I'm not too happy that you did a podcast without me the team, <laughs> but yeah I've seen this it's like a really good video um you look very serious on it do I <laughs> Is a bit more it's it's, it's
1: it's a midweek thing. It's not a weekend relaxed <laughs> yeah. talking about. that's um, no,
0: good. It's good. I like it. Um, an app? I, I haven't got an app. I've so I, no, I didn't know what to.
1: Right. Well, as you were saying before about business stuff and just wanting things all done, I've been going through this. I think oh, actually, fun. I have. Oh, you have
0: you ever A Have you seen it? I haven't used it. Yeah. I keep, I heard.
1: I've, I've heard about it. <sighs>
0: Another like sounds like paid version of Instagram. Oh, is it? Gonna, people are going to pay to be on it, wow. right, so it's not going to be supported by ads. Um, how much is it? Well, it's not, it's the first million users are free, <laughs> um, right. so they're obviously planning to be big quite quickly. But as you imagine, with any social media, there's not really anything on there. Um, and the feedback on it that I've seen on like the likes of Twitter and stuff, um don't think people even know how to use it no it seems a bit tricky um but weirdly enough um I think it was the guy one of the guys from social chain stuck on LinkedIn the other day you know saying snapchats 11 six, six years old now I think it was seven years old getting on to seven years old we've not yeah. really had another social media network breakthrough yet, um since then and it's like I feel like people are just. Do we need to? No, Do that, that, know. that was the point he was making. It was like, we're all invested now into. Facebook does this for me. Instagram does this. Snapchat does this. Twitter does this. LinkedIn does this. And we've all invested time into them. Yeah. Or, you know, some of them, if most people have got a. You know, they're on one or they're on two, maybe. But it's like. What more do we need from social media? You know? Like, what's what's missing? You know, they, they all serve a purpose. You know, LinkedIn is is your online CV. Facebook is for talking to family and friends, and Instagram is about you know showing off pictures and stuff. It's like, what's the gap? You know, something like this Vero. Why would I move over to Vero to do what basically Instagram does? Uh, their main angle seems to be that. It's not ad supported, so it's better. Yeah. But the ads on Instagram are, are, are completely interesting, so far, are they? Not um, really. So oh, do you know
1: what? I've loads, loads more ads on Twitter.
0: Have you? I don't yeah, know whether loads. everybody is doing yeah, this promoted no, no, no.
1: engine. You know yeah. the £80 fixed fee, promote your tweets? Yeah. Because every other post is an ad. Mm. It's insane. I mean, go for Twitter, because you know, they've been making the money, and I really do hope they succeed, and I like the platform, so I can't even take it to a
0: yourself of Yeah. Off.
1: Um, but yeah, I think that, that new platform promoted engine thing must be working.
0: I think it's a um, again, it might just be a nice case study really if if they start eating into Facebook and Instagram, which I don't think they will. I think I just downloaded it because I was interested mm. in just having a little look at what it was. Um, but I think if, if it does take off, it will be interesting to see if Facebook and Inst- Facebook particularly start offering a paid subscription with no ads
1: well that's what i think will happen. I mean, because look what snapchat with the stories and then instagram stories and that mm. just killed off loads of people using snapchat this one comes about gets some traction they really like the feature of that okay let's just embed yeah. that into instagram so
0: what, what what that that would be even bigger news for publishers wouldn't it because they'd lose another way to reach people on facebook yeah true, so of it kills facebook a little bit that way doesn't it unless there's you know Facebook starts doing a better job at recommending comment content to us again.
1: Mm. Um, I think they want to stay away
0: from that though, don't they? So. Yeah, but, you know, if you, if you don't pay for it, you get ads. If you do pay for it, you don't get ads. But Facebook does a better job of yeah. recommending similar content to you that advertises. Um, maybe it'd be something like, if I'm... 29 year old male of a certain income in a certain area if I'm paying for my Facebook and the Guardian is trying to support support a piece of content which I would be targeted by if I wasn't paying for Facebook then they couldn't recommend that article to me maybe that's the way they get round we're not actually finding content for you we're just recommending which is the same as an ad early but it's yeah it's a bit different, it's, it's because then publishers move away even more from Facebook I think if they lose an option to pay to get in front of people. So are. yeah I think that, so yeah. that I had nothing to talk about and then that ended up being a fairly interesting little look at that. Yeah thing. yeah the Vero
1: app so yeah, maybe check it out it is a new app, I have mm. downloaded it but I have seen it in the feed so yeah, I'll see how it gets on.
0: Mm. Mm. Very interesting.
1: Yeah, and after um, I've been using DocuSign, so yeah. instead of printing off documents and scanning them, that you have to put your signature on, or a wet signature, um, you can just... Wet signature. like it. Uh, <laughs> That's, that's <laughs> the terminology. That Is it, use. yeah. yeah. I want a wet signature. <laughs> so, um, yeah, DocuSign. Go on there. Do your signature online through the app. Copy and paste. Upload it onto the document. Send it mm-hmm. off. There you go, nice. signed, Doc. So it saved a lot of printing, saving the trees, saving a few headaches when it comes to needing a printer and ink and paper. It
0: was like, like, when people send stuff to me, I like to like, sign like, 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 this. Like, this sounds amazing, because it's like, I have a printer. Yeah, I'm it's sat so in a coffee shop where I'm sat somewhere. like I don't have a printer anymore. Yeah, it like, ink. Yeah. or oh, oh, you
1: had a printer but it ran out of ink and then you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I need to get ink So yeah, that was... Um, that's been quite helpful. And it's been helpful sending it to some people that I've had to ask to sign stuff as well. It's like, look, hmm. you don't have to sign it if you haven't got all that, so don't worry, get this app and it'll do it for you. So that's been quite helpful.
0: Nice. was good. Um a marketing tool we found. Yeah, a marketing tool, um, Suvel.
1: So thanks to Ross Edmonton for this, because uh, he helps out on some AdWords session I was doing and um it was a tool that he showed, which was quite good. Yeah. So you kind of put in the keyword that you want and then it finds all the prepositions and you can download to a CSV and it shows you which one, whether it be, you know, what's searched on Wikipedia, Google, Amazon, Yahoo, Bing, YouTube, uh, quite extensive. And um, I have come across it years ago and I just forgot about it. And then he brought it up and I was like, Suval, I was like, yes, I haven't seen that in years. So, um, yeah, I'm going to start using that again when I need to. So, good good tool for keyword research.
0: Sounds good. Um, A, t- a marketing tool, or a tool that
1: we've been using. Um, yeah, you, that was the one. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, sorry. I thought we saw someone was an app there. Pfft. Um, I, I haven't got one, really. It's just something that I've been a little, something that's been percolating in my head that I've, been, I've seen on Twitter this week, which is, um, a Twitter someone I follow on Twitter called Michelle Rial, um, Real Michelle, um, is a Twitter handle, and she pretty much does makes diagrams and charts of um, you know funny charts of you know millennial life and stuff like that. Right. Um, really, some of the stuffs really good, um, so it's worth a follow, but. Um, uh, a company used one of her designs without um, telling her or asking her, without, um, sort of re- well, not, not reference, uh, cred- crediting it to her in their post or in their email and sent it out with, and they actually removed their name from the, the diagram, okay. basically passed it off as the other wow. um, So there's been a bit of a, t- she's, she's, she's rightly not been very happy about it. Um, and I'll, to share some of the tweets in the, the show notes. Um, but I was just thinking like, you know, is, is there a way that we can use the blockchain possibly or something to stop brand stealing work mm. and stop fake news spreading? Because a lot of this fake news, it's like, here's the suspect for the bombing or the shooting. And it's a photo of someone completely different yeah. to um, so they, they, is there a way to sort of say, I want to upload this image to the internet? So, you know, to my blog, for example. And then there's a tool which looks at that image and says, that was first used two years ago or six weeks ago or yesterday, somewhere else. Um, so this, that'll maybe like, let that person know the image is being used, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you know, is there a way then to say, you know, the, 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 something that scrapes Google images, Twitter, Reddit, 4chan, um, to see if it's been used before and when it was used, um, to basically stop this. So, um, you know, publications would need to tag everyone in a story, right. so they'd need to say like, this is John, this is so and so, um, you know to basically stop people misusing images um you know it's catfishing as well people pretending to be someone else online is the way that can be used for that and it's funny because facebook um i've just rolled out a new feature which allows um images if you're not tagged in a photo on Facebook, Facebook can still find that image and tell you. It looks yeah. like you've been tagged, you're in this photo, Do you want to tag yourself. Wow. So that, that technology of some sort exists already. Image recognition. So is there a way that that, that gets rolled out to a wider, um, to stop people misusing, because it's especially like small designers and producers of aware, yeah. if a big company is then using their image, they 100% should be getting paid for that. Yeah. But there's also more serious implications to so things like fake news to stop companies using or stop news organisations using um, basically fake images yeah, of yeah. people. Um, so it's 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 just sometimes think for most is there a way to do something like that because it's it's becoming a it's something that needs fixing. I you know, think it's, just it's a whole social
1: network in itself that. Yeah. Because like the people that agree to sign up for it. Or if Facebook transformed their whole way it's worked. But They'd agree to sign up, which means they agree to the terms of every person they put in or every post they share. The technology on, on the social network side would figure out who it is mm. somehow through databases and whatnot, and then it would like automatically tag. Um, and I think the people would have to, the publishers or the media people sharing stories would be have to agree to that, and then so that even if they tried to pull some sort of not so true, you know, or, or fake news. The algorithm of the platform would be like, well, that's not correct, and yeah. you can just not post it. So the only way you can post it is if it's verified through a database that connects to something that make,
0: verifies it. Yeah, that was what that was actually that you just nailed. It, actually, what I was what I was thinking about on the train when I was thinking of this. It's, it's like if you're not signed up to this system, and your photos aren't tagged with people's names, mm-hmm. and etc. That was that was the whole point of it actually was, if you if you don't sign up to this um agreement, anyone can use the images. You know, if I'm starting a blog, I can use I can use copyrighted images every once. Yeah. But it won't show up in a, it because it's not. It doesn't pass this protocol. Mm. You could your, your page can't be crawled by Google. to right. so show up in SEO results and new More importantly, in news results. Yeah. And it can't be shared on Facebook. Facebook just says this 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 article doesn't. Signed for this protocol yeah. so you can't post it yeah
1: that's probably
0: that was actually what i was thinking about before this so you just
1: yeah where's your mind
0: we're on it <laughs> but yeah it's, it's just you know there's, there's there's a lot of backlash at the moment of like facebook and then google if i like, if anyone can solve this problem it is those companies yeah so i yeah the thing is if they
1: solve it too soon they do themselves out of billions of pounds so they'll solve it when they need to solve it and they'll probably work on it well they'll probably not solve it so other people solve it and then they buy that company and then they embed it into their technology so it's like why would we go to the trouble of hiring more people to do all the work when there's going to be people out there creating it anyway that can just buy and then add it in when it comes to it and so we can not pay any money on people create uh, on staff and we can still make money off the publishers yeah and then um, you know, seems so probably one of them where they've got a timeline of this is going to come, there's going to be people working on it, we'll buy them out and also make money on the, on, you know, keep making our, our key cash cows, uh, you know, somehow. Yeah. And that will gradually like decline, but another one will increase. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure they've mapped it all out. We're just not telling anyone.
0: Mm. Yeah, possibly. Um, events.
1: Yeah, I went to an event on Monday, Ignite, which was really good. Um Ignite happens every three months in most cities around the world, I think. Um and people get up and speak for five minutes. Is this the one on the leaf? Yeah, the one on the leaf, yeah. And the slides change every five seconds. So kind of you just rattle through your slides and loads of different topics. Some people talk about, you know, um the first one was actually Jordan Peterson's new book and he got up and explained who Jordan Peterson was and stuff, and that was really interesting. Um, and he was talking about why he likes him and stuff and the guy is now a really controversial figure and I've started to when he when come on the guy was speaking I was like wow not many people in the room have really gone on him because he said uh, who's heard of John Peterson and, and there's a handful so but the thing is he has got a really cult following and it made me realise just how sort of it can be potentially dangerous now and I do like what he says but his audience is a bit cultish and it, which is exactly what he's speaking about with just on another sense and he, he's mm-hmm. like you know, how to avoid cults and you shouldn't listen to them and all this type of stuff. And really hates postmodernism, which is interesting because it's quite an abstract topic and I can see why I didn't like it. But anyway, um, he was, that was on and then there was another one speaking, uh, I know called Paul, he was speaking about um, privacy and, and all that type of stuff, that was his bag and that was a really interesting talk for five minutes, a guy talking about um, how he went around the world, travelled all the countries and he had a book that he was selling and um, that was a really interesting story. Then some other ones about a guy that um, climbed up a mountain in Kazakhstan or something and nearly died all this type of stuff so really really kind of interesting stories that people just get up and speak their mind about and then um, it's good fun really you know good stories that are there the people that they're interesting and stuff so i've been a few times i've actually done ignite talk myself and um, a while back and you um, i didn't have blockchain uh, and do you know, I actually didn't know until I was there that they changed the slides. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, <the laughs> was. and also the, the slides change every five seconds. So I planned this talk five minutes thinking some going to be a bit longer than others. And then a guy named Francis said, Yeah, they changed every five seconds. And I was like, like Oh, like 20 minutes while I was about to get up. So I literally just kind of, yeah, just winged it. Um, yeah. But it, it, it was good fun. Nice.
0: And then, I, I keep meaning to go to these.
1: You should, yeah. yeah. Next one's in May, Oh, well. yeah. And then there was another event that I did see the uh, platform. You know the one. Did you see that it was in Zilverblad? No. It, it's a new meet it meetup. Um, so the platform is made up of actually, five yeah. energetic and diverse LCR, which is Liverpool City Region entrepreneurs from the sectors of marketing, media, legal, legal digital, education, engineering, um, and I mean you got to pay to go, but I think the John Moores Business School is supporting it. So. Um, Fresh and disruptive for business in the Liverpool City region is what they're telling. However, I don't know, Liverpool Business School running it, I don't know how disruptive and fresh it's going to be. But, you know, didn't go, so I can't really say or, or give my thoughts. But it seemed like it, it got a good reception and a good turnout. And they've got another one coming up in April um, about digital connectivity and from people, infrastructure to people. So I'll have to keep what my eye on it, maybe attend one.
0: Sounds good. Um, I was at the latest and uh, no burgers no bullshit oh, yeah. this month really good um loads of just loads of interesting people in the city doing interesting work um oh, the movement to Manchester to do doing them in Manchester as well which considering yeah. I'll be moving it living in Manchester in the next couple of weeks but the way things are going I'll probably go to one of them yeah. um yes. they, they they were meant to have one in Manchester this week actually and it got called off because of the weather. Yeah. It took me, yeah, I, I came back from Manchester on Wednesday, I was hurting, like getting back. Um, but yeah, um, they're really good. Like, you know, Gavin and um, Jazz from, well, Gavin from Mashpoke, Jazz from Tech North, and Daniel from Real Analytics, who run them, are like great guys, so it's just nice going. Mm-hmm. Seeing what everyone's up to, getting the gossip from the, the region. and um, Yeah, like, it, there's just so much going on that, like really interesting stuff that I just don't, need, just don't even know what it's there. Uh, yeah, um, and I'm, the next one I'm gonna go. I'm trying to try go to. Um, I'm going to the, the Evil Empire that is Liverpool Uni this week. Um, <laughs> the future. What's the future of personalised health? Uh, it's a panel discussion. Oh nice. um, So I'm gonna try and make it to that on Thursday. I've got absolutely no excuse not to go. So. Um, I'll see you when I come up here, why, why don't I go yeah. later in the week, but no hopefully hope we're going to make it to that. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all we've got time for. That's um, all we've got. Um, so thank you for listening and watching.
1: Yeah. Just catch you in a few weeks.